Protein is a pretty misunderstood macronutrient. Carbs and fats have gotten so much attention over the years, and protein has just kind of stood there on the sidelines, not really getting the attention it deserves. And if we spent more time focusing on our protein and total daily calories versus carbs and fats, we'd probably have a much more productive time with improving our body composition and our health. And perhaps this entire episode should have been on protein, but we are going to get to today's topic. But I do want to rule out a few myths about protein before I get going. First, of all, protein isn't only to be consumed on the days that you train. It should be a factor of everyday life. And if you do consume protein powder, which we're going to discuss in just a moment, it's not exclusive to the days you train. Both protein and protein powder can be consumed and should be consumed on the days that you don't train. Protein will not make you overweight too many calories will. Number three, protein won't make you pack on muscle. It's really not easy to pack on muscle. I can attest to that. And finally, not all protein is made equal. The amino acid profile of a protein really does matter. And almost exclusively, animal-based protein does prevail over plant-based when it comes to an amino acid profile. And these are the facts. And although this might offend some people and they might argue against it, it's not about being offended or triggered. It's just about raising your awareness so you know what to do. So let me just give you a study that I read just to back this up. So when looking at certain animal-based proteins, they found that whey protein had the highest essential amino acid contents of 43%, milk protein, 39%, calcium caseinate, 38%, and normal casein, 34%, and eggs, 32%. And when they looked at the amino acid profiles of plant-based proteins, especially when it came to the leucine content, it was as low as 5.1% in hemp, 5.2% in lupin, 5.8% in microalgae, and as high as 13.5% in corn, and 8.3% in potato. So if you look at the difference between those, it is pretty clear to see. So let me go through why this might impact you. Let's say you've got 30 grams of protein powder, just one scoop, and that provides 23 grams per serving, both plant-based and animal-based. You might think, okay, well, it's both got 23 grams of protein. It's exactly the same. Until you look at the amino acid profile, which does truly matter. In some cases, you might see that the amino acid profile of a whey protein is up to 50% higher than in the plant-based alternative. So to get the same benefits from the protein you're consuming, you technically have to consume double of that plant-based protein, which isn't gonna be helpful for someone who's on a calorie-restricted diet, right? Because if you double that, it's still protein, yes, but you still might have to consume an extra 100 calories to get the same amino acid content. And what you may see is on some food labels, especially in the US, you'll find that there's a recommended daily value for the protein and a recommended daily value for the amino acids. And what you might find is you might put those tubs of protein up against each other. And in terms of the percentage of protein, it might say, okay, they both give you 25% of your recommended daily allowance. And when you look at the amino acid profile, the whey protein will probably say, okay, this is something like 30% of your recommended daily guideline. And then you'll look at your plant-based alternative and it might say 15%. So you're not getting the same amount of benefits from that protein as you would be a normal animal-based protein. So when you are eating plant-based protein, a good idea here is rather than shooting for like just 20 grams or so of protein per meal, pushing closer to that 35 to 40 gram mark is going to be most helpful to ensuring you get the benefits of that protein. Maybe even 50 grams, but I know that that can be super challenging. And with that being said, is protein powder essential whilst dieting? You're going to see in my answer why I provide that context, but essential no. 
If you're able to consume all of your protein from whole foods, there isn't actually any need for protein powder. However, as we just discussed, whether you're plant-based or not, it's not always easy to consume upwards of 30 grams of protein in one meal. Most protein powders per scoop are gonna range between 20 to 25 grams of protein. If you have two scoops, you've knocked out a very good portion of your daily protein intake, and that's certainly going to have a solid amount of amino acids as well. And if you're new to taking care of your health and fitness, it's highly unlikely that you've already got a lot protein in your diet to begin with. When I first start working with people, I get them to submit a food diary. And sometimes at the lowest, when I review those food diaries, I see some people getting barely 40 to 50 grams per day. And at the very most, maybe it's 100 grams, which is okay if you're 50 kilos. But if you're closer to the 80 kilo mark, it's going to be pretty low. So if someone is just consuming about 50 grams, and I say that their new daily target is 120 grams, expecting them to consume this through just food sources is a pretty big ask. And what you'll find is when people reduce or eliminate dairy from their diet, you tend to find that if they try to reintroduce it, they tend to have an enormous amount of digestive discomfort. And part of this can be attributed to the fact that when we're not consuming dairy, the lactose enzyme that's responsible for breaking it down, lactase, tends to downregulate as it's not really needed. And I would expect, don't quote me on this, that the same happens to protein. So I could comfortably consume 200 to 250 grams of protein without a problem whatsoever. But if you're new to consuming protein, this would be near impossible if I'm completely honest. So if protein is pretty new to you, you might not be able to face food because you're just so full and your body's struggling to break down that protein. But sipping on a protein shake might be more feasible. And I do find that the more you expose yourself to protein, the easier it gets. And that does align with my hypothesis that the more protein you consume, the more protease, which is the enzyme responsible for breaking down protein, will increase and therefore make it a little bit easier. But initially speaking, it's not going to be easy. So technically speaking, is protein powder essential? No, it's not. Is it helpful and worth taking if you struggle to consume adequate daily protein? Absolutely. So I hope that helps team. I know that was more than just what you asked for, but hopefully it gives you a broader idea of the protein macronutrient. It gives you a better understanding for when you construct your daily diet and where protein sits within that. So that is everything from me. Take care and I'll speak with you all tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.